The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Hoopball Celtics podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. How are you doing tonight, Lucas? I'm not too bad, Patrick, but I uh, wish we could have came away with a win. But, you know, without Jalen and Rob, uh, you know, we probably weren't going to be favored to win this game. But, you know, it's a tough game. Yeah, tough, tough stretch in Atlanta as the Celtics fall to the Atlanta Hawks 99-110. to and, you know, now we're here. We're here to give you that coverage. Make sure that you guys go check us out on Sp- um, Spotify. Check out the show on Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a five-star rating review as well. Help us out a lot. And the show is presented by Hoop Ball. Please go and check us out on Twitter as well. You can find me at Ballin Opinions. You can also find Lucas at Luca underscore Gainer and the show at Hoop Ball Celtics. But, yeah, man, going into Atlanta on the road, it was tough, and we just did not do good at all. I mean, yeah, um, the offense once again struggled. Um, I don't think the defense was too good in the first half, you know, in the second half and the third quarter, really. I would say the third quarter more than the second half. Um, But, uh, (laughs) uh, sorry, I just was laughing at a comment. (laughs) A little bit. Um, so, yeah, so we'll just move on, I guess, on that one. Damn, Nico, throwing a thumb. <laughs> um, no, but the, um, the defense was good in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, you know, it really slipped up. Um, and you know, the offense once again sputtered. Man, I mean, Tatum had his first good game in a really long time. Um, really absolute masterclass offense, defense. But uh, you know, the only other person who could really score was Grant Williams and Patrick. I know that's not a good thing. <laughs> Uh yeah, and it's it's actually not even a knock on Grant because I think Grant played well within the offense. It was like he was out there forcing a bunch of things. He was getting to the corners, making himself available, knocking down the threes, become a really good three point threat um, from those corners. But I'm just super happy to see Grant in a positive direction now. Uh, the fact is that he was he just came out of the game, had the first five points for the Celtics, was really strong out the gate, and. Um, I appreciated what Grant Williams brought to the table tonight, and you're talking about a possible 20-plus loss if Grant Williams isn't playing well tonight, which is weird to see. I mean, yeah, honestly, Grant, obviously, besides Tatum, is probably the biggest positive takeaway from tonight. I mean, he was just shooting without hesitation. Um, you know, even that post-up towards the end of the game where – you know, he didn't get fouled, but he really did get fouled. I mean, he was just more aggressive than he usually is offensively. And honestly, I mean, he was a really great offensive player at Tennessee. So if he can unlock any of that in the NBA, I mean, that's going to make him kind of a, a much better player than people were talking about um, than just even six months ago. Yeah, and then another thing, too, in that first quarter that was really just making me want to pull my hair out was like the perimeter defense just was not there. I don't know what happened. As far as defensive win, I know we were missing Robert Williams, but like we should not just fully dismantle defensively if we don't have Robert Williams. That's just not a good sign for this team. And just watching Kevin Hooter just make four four from deep. I think he was actually five of five from deep to start this game. 
before he missed. Yeah, he was five for five from deep to start the game, and it, it he was just torching us, man. It never stopped. It seemed like every time somebody was open in the corner, it was Kevin. And it's like, um, are we going to play up on him or what's going on here? The perimeter defense needed to be a lot better than it was tonight. I think that was probably the key reason for the Celtics not being able to play very well, which is crazy. You know, they were doubling Trey Young, noticing that first quarter a lot, and that's why he only had one point, but. Trey Young also had six assists in that first quarter, which he's able to affect the game without scoring. Yeah, it was very clear that the game plan on defense was to kind of take away Trey. And, you know, that worked to some degree. But Trey is just such a gifted passer that he just can really open up the defense if you play him like that. So I don't know if that strategy was, you know, necessarily the best one. I mean, honestly, the Hawks got contributions from everyone. I know Herter absolutely lit it up from three, but I mean – who do you think their leading scorer was, Patrick? Because I'm looking at it now. I never would have guessed it. Well, it was John. It's John Collins. I don't know if where Patrick's at, but uh, John Collins had 20 points tonight. So, uh, well, I was actually saying I was muted. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, I was. I I said Kevin Hooter, but oh, oh okay, okay. I was like, I didn't know if my mind was glitching or what. Um, but no, John Collins had 20 points. I never would have guessed that he was the leading scorer, honestly, if I wasn't seeing it. Um, but they got contri- contributions, you know, across the board, you know, bogey and spurts, even Gallinari. Um, I'm surprised Lou Will didn't get going there for a little while. But, you know, Herder definitely was the, uh, was the, uh, you know, first domino to fall there in the first quarter, just could not miss. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about a team that, that ended up getting, what was it, uh, 32 points from their bench. Um, the Celtics got 11. And it was all from one guy, Josh Richardson. That's all. Nobody else from the Celtics bench. There's, there was only six players that scored for the Celtics tonight. Six guys. Atlanta had nine. That's how crazy that is right there. So um, super just – they just came out flat, man. It just They got knocked in their face. They played a really good – a Hawks team that I think is, you know, they were in the playoffs last year. They went to the Asian Conference um, Finals for a reason. And this team is really good. The Celtics were missing Jalen Brown, I thought, a lot. And I think the big piece that was missing was Robert Williams. Not having Robert Williams out there to deflect shots and and really just help protect that inside and, and get some of those rebounds, it just seemed like they crumbled a bit from from any drives. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like you said, our our defense should not completely fall apart without Rob. Um, but, you, you know, when you replace one of the best shot blockers in the league with a guy like Ennis Cantor, I mean, it's just going to look absolutely terrible. So, you know, I don't want to overreact again tonight, but tonight was bad. I mean, the offense without Jalen, I think, is just going to continue to struggle. Um, I've, we've noticed that. It's not anything new or anything we need to freak out about. You know, we're missing a guy who averages 26 points a game, so that's obviously going to hurt the offense. But, you know, it was just reassuring at the end of the day, Patrick, to see Tatum make his shots again, make his jumpers. Because, Yeah, I think that was the, the biggest takeaway from this game was Jason Tatum's offensive game coming back. That's something the Celtics are going to need if they want to do any type of run over these next you know few few weeks as far as games go if they want to get in a, in a rhythm and a flow Tatum's going to have to start scoring consistently so when Jalen Brown gets back you know he has some help and and we can start winning to get some games putting some wins together go on a little streak possibly 
just taking advantage, you know, and then also hopefully we can get Robert Williams back in the lineup as, as well. But uh, I also thought, you know, Josh Richardson wasn't terrible tonight. Uh, he wasn't great, but he also wasn't terrible. He, he had some good defensive moments. He was shot. He did shoot 50% from the field. He, he did give a little boost off the bench. So I, I got to credit him. You know, he did come out and, and play decently enough. But uh, overall, man, this not enough offense. And the defense wasn't there tonight. And I think it was big because of Robert Wood. Yeah, uh, just shouts to Jay Rich again, you know. Like you said, 5 of 10, 11 points. You know, he he's in there like tipping. Uh, he's in there fighting for offensive rebounds often, I see. Something I really appreciate in a player. Um, you know, it seems like he knows when to attack and he knows when to maybe pull it out and he doesn't have the advantage to get the ball moving. But, you know, I've been really impressed with what Jay Rich can do. He's not just a catch-and-shoot stance three-pointer, really showing he can, you know, put the ball on the deck and hit pull-up jumpers. And, you know, right now without Jalen, we need all the offense we can get. And, uh you know, speaking of offense, you know, that we needed to get, uh, Marcus. Marcus, I do not believe, had a field goal until the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Patrick, I know you were hoping he was going to be a little more of a score uh, without Jalen here in the beginning of the game. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that? You know, I know we need just him to get going a little bit earlier because he attacked well. He got, he got his first points after he'd already had 10 assists, and I was just like – it was all free throws in the third quarter. I'm just thinking, like, man, we we needed it. And then he showed the aggressiveness, which was super annoying when we were down, like, 15 with, like, four minutes left. It's like, cool. You show that you're aggressive now. We needed that earlier on in the game. Like, the team was struggling to get points. Like, we, you need to be more aggressive. We don't need you to settle for the threes. He went 0-4 from deep. Dennis Schroeder was 1-4. of Al Horford, 1-4. of the only two that could really hit a, a three-pointer tonight was Grant Williams and Tatum. It's just crazy to watch this team fall in love with something that they're very terrible at, and that's a three. It's something that they need to improve on. And with the current roster, I just don't see how they, they just all of a sudden become a better three-point shooting team. They're, they're just gonna, unless, like, Aaron Neesmith steps up and starts shooting a lot better, as, as we talked before the show, that he was not good – shot selection wise tonight but he also didn't play a lot of minutes and he's so hit or miss but they really need to find a way to get i think him possibly in rhythm maybe run some some plays some easy sets for him to get him open and if he's missing a couple open three-pointers every game then that's different for me i just feel like he might be forcing it because he he feels the burden that he needs to put the ball in the bucket and so he's just trying to create something and, and be beneficial he's trying to do good but he's doing bad instead yeah, you know, he just has to let the game come to him. Like, you know, he shot just such an out-of-rhythm three-pointer um, on his first shot of the game. Like, he just kind of caught the ball and, like, you know, looked like he was about to go into his jab series, and then he kind of just rose up and shot it. I don't know. It looked very out-of-rhythm. You know, I would much rather see him come off a screen or, you know, like you said, just a catch-and-shoot open three. And if he misses those, I'm cool with that. But when he's in there, he needs to be taking the right shots. Like, can't be wasting possessions um, if you're, you know, scrapping for minutes. Um, but I just have like kind of a random question. I mean, it's about Cantor. Um, so would you rather go to Wancho or a guy like uh, Bruno Fernando over Cantor at this point? Well, let me, let me, let me. You know, um, since uh, you asked me that question, you kind of, you kind of took away my vent box thing. So I'm just gonna hop in the vent box then for it right now. Okay. And the vent box is um, Ime. 
I don't know in what world you feel like Ennis Cantor deserves minutes, but this isn't the world. And right now, Ennis Cantor is such a negative for our team. He played 13 minutes that were crucial. I, he was not good. He was not good at all. He was missing putbacks that were one feet away from the basket. He gave us nothing on offense and was a liability on defense. Please utilize someone else on our bench. Like we have Hernan Gomez. We have Bruno Fernando. Like I'd rather have those two guys go out there and get a run because I know that they're at least going to be somewhat and then on an effort side on defense than F than Ennis Cantor. Cause he's a literally, literally zero on defense. He's a zero. He doesn't do nothing. So I'm just upset that he may is going into the direction of Ennis Cantor, especially for 13 minutes, man, just not a big fan of those. Yeah. I mean, I'll get up right on the vent box and say, you know what, even though I understand Rob was out tonight, so you had to play another big. I would be lying if I said I, you know, enjoyed any of those 13 minutes. I mean, anytime he's on the floor, you pretty much know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to get attacked in the pick and roll. He's going to get blown by. Um, Cam Reddish literally Euro stepped around him like he wasn't there. Shouts to Ashley in the comments saying, so frustrating not seeing Wancho play. I feel the exact same way. Uh, he gives you more creativity on offense, you know. It's just upsetting. I don't know. I understand Rob didn't play, so I don't want to get on e specifically too much, but, bro, it just is frustrating seeing Cantor get any run at all over Wancho and even Bruno Fernando, who's a pretty unproven guy. Um, I'm also going to stay up on the vent box here and say I would love some closeout drills in practice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know they don't really practice like that in the NBA during the season, but uh, the closeouts tonight were really, really bad, and I think that allowed – you know, for a lot of open three-pointers, they only made 13 threes, but it felt like they made a lot more. Seriously. Would you have preferred Jabari Parker tonight Bro, over Ennis Cantor? That's in, insane. I think I would have, too. It feels insane. I would have, too. But I think so. I, I would have rather had Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez is my first choice over Cantor. And then and then it's like a toss-up between Fernando and, and uh, Jabari. Yeah, I don't even hate Fernando. He moves pretty well, but we'll see. We and uh, just just super frustrating. I I just if if Ennis gets more more I'll, minutes on the next coming game, like just be prepared for me to just go ballistic. I mean, at if email. Rob's not playing, if Rob is not playing, I would just would expect Ennis to go back. Or if Rob is playing, excuse me, I would just expect to, um, Ennis to go back to the zero point zero zero. He usually gets um. You know, because Ime really doesn't play him unless he's forced to. So, I don't think he, I don't think that's, this is like the real thing we'll be seeing, honestly. Um, but speaking of the next game, I don't know if you want to dive into that a little bit because I mean, would you have any other specific notes from tonight? No, I don't. I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. This game has got me like super agitated because I felt like also in that fourth quarter that like we were we were within 12 like four minutes left and I felt like they just kept shooting threes because they felt like they had to make up for oh, yeah. like so quickly and it's like you can go get a, a layup and a stop and a layup and a stop and just, that cuts it to eight like yeah. you didn't have to just keep chucking up threes and just like hey this is how we get back no that's that's you know chip at it chip at it chip at it I don't know. I just felt like they were like they were trying to swing for the fence late in the game, and then 
Also, I don't know why Emei pulled them as early as he did. It was an 11-point game with like a minute and 50-something seconds left. I, I get think it. that's plenty of time. Be- I, I mean, that's, that's, that's two threes, and we're back in it. Like a stop, you know, you know there's threes. Like there's threes in this game. Crazier shit has happened. Um, you you let you let you guys kind of ride out. It was a reason why the Hawks starters were still out there when we threw in our bench lineup. Like Trey Young still on the court, John Collins still on the court, but we we're sitting our guys. I don't know. I thought we we pulled a little prematurely. I would want us to kind of finish out a little bit stronger than that. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I understand where you're coming from, and you know, I think you know, yeah, in an ideal world, I would like them to finish the game, but I don't think there's a single chance of the Celtics getting a stop. The starters down. I, it just, I kind of get where Emay's at. Like this game, this game felt over to me with like four to five minutes left. I mean, obviously you can't pull them then. That's not what I'm saying, but I kind of understand where he was coming from just off the fact that, you know, even if they were in there, we were just going to get scored on more. And so I understand where you're both coming from, honestly, but I don't mind email pulling him out. Um, uh, this was just frustrating, but like I said, you know, we can move on to Friday night's game, which should be very exciting given it is, uh, a Celtics Lakers game, as you know, those are always fun, right, Patrick? Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Celtics Lakers. I mean, no, you can't. You really can't. There you go. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong. With no. Um, no, the Lakers are going to be a, a tough matchup on Friday. We love a good Celtics Lakers matchup. However, it looks like that LeBron James just possibly going to be available for that matchup, and I'm hoping that we get Jalen Brown back because that would like I'd feel a lot better. You know, Lakers getting you know LeBron back, but I want to get one of our guys back too. So um, we're also going to need Robert Williams probably out there because handling uh, Anthony Davis is going to be uh, a big task to ask for an older Al Horford. Yeah, definitely. We definitely need Rob back. I would also like to see Jalen back, but I, you know, I honestly don't know what his time for is. And yeah, you know, apparently it is likely that LeBron will uh, end up playing on Friday. And you know, honestly, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm glad that LeBron's playing this game because there's nothing more that I like than Celtics LeBron, obviously, and Celtics Lakers. I mean, there's you know some rivalry, you know, and I won't say it's some animosity, but you know, I mean, come on, think about how many times we've played LeBron over the years in crucial settings. You know, there's a little bit of a thing there. So uh, I'll be excited to see that. Um, like you said, I just hope J- Jalen plays because I also love beating the Lakers. You know, as much as I love playing them, I like beating them even more. So hope Jalen plays. And if not, we're going to need a Grant 22-piece game uh, in order to, uh, I think, have a chance in this one. Which which will also be the front end of a, our third back-to-backs. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're 15 games in right now, and we're at, going 17 games in. We're going to have three back to back to backs like that. That is that is the most frustrating thing. We talked about how the Celtics had the most on the schedule before the season started, and it's it is just mad annoying. It's a good thing we are going back home and play these next two games, but man, I'm just I'm 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 hating these back to backs. Yeah, no, the back-to-backs are brutal. Uh, the Celtics, you know, they just got a bad shake with the schedule this year. Um, you know, I just thinking about, you know, when we were predicting the schedule, I wonder who's going to end up being closer because I feel like I was uh, a tad optimistic <laughs> during the predictions. Uh, I think we're both going to be on the overside, 
and I think I'm going to be closer to... Just because you're a couple <laughs> games below me, right? Yeah, I think I ended up like four or five games below you, so oh, I think wow. that's, that's going to be just about it, you know, right there. So. Well, that just shows you I believe in the Celtics, if nothing else. But, you know, it's still the first, you know, part of the season. Haven't hit... Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen at the beginning of the season, you know? But obviously, I think We've seen enough basketball to at least identify some, you know, recurring issues and positives with the Celtics. Um, but you know, nothing I'm ready to absolutely write home about. No, absolutely. Especially with know. the injuries. Sorry to cut you off, that. but you know, especially with the injuries. No, you no, know, it'd no. be one thing if Jalen was here and our offense was struggling, but you know, Jalen has been injured. Like I said, he's a bona fide twenty-five point per game score in the league. And absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and um, also, just make sure you guys go out and reach. Make sure you guys go and, and get some Manscaped product for this winter. Make sure you guys get you trimmed up all your facial hair, your body hair, your parts down low. You know, we want to make sure that you're looking good this season, this holiday season, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. You don't want to go back home and give your mom a kiss on the cheek and have a nasty beard. You know, you want to make sure that things nice and clean cut. And you also got Christmas to think about, Christmas photos and stuff like that. So make sure you guys head over to manscaped.com and type in hoopball20 for your 20% off on all the products for the Manscaped. Thank you so much. Yeah, listen, I'll be honest. You know, I've showed up, like you're saying, Patrick, to a holiday gathering with, you know, this is in the past with, you know, maybe a little bit too scruffy of a beard. You know, I learned my lesson. I have my Manscaped products. That mistake will never be made again. Absolutely. And also, man, so the Celtics play next. It's going to be on Friday against the Lakers, and they have the OKC Thunder on Saturday, um, back-to-back home games. And then also, so we are going to be here um, probably on Saturday, I want to say. Is that correct, Lucas? We'll, be, we'll probably be here Saturday after the, the second game, right? Oh, uh, Saturday, yeah, probably. And, you know, obviously, depending on how the uh... – Depending on how the Laker game goes, you know, we might be on Spotify Green Room again to do another show. Because if it's a, if it's a, if it's a great game, you know, Absolutely. we'll probably be, you know, inclined to do. Yes, sir. And then, uh, do we want to open up the floor and let anybody come up and ask any questions uh, since we got some time today? If anybody wants to come up and ask any questions, if if not, that is fine. Oh, all right. I know we got some Laker fans down in the chat. If they want to come up and ask about this or talk about this upcoming game, you know, feel free. But if not, no, it was a great show. As always, Patrick. Thank you, Lucas. And uh, thank you, everybody, for showing up here on Spotify Groom. Make sure you guys head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating with also a review. Also, please head over to Spotify and give us a listen to us, your friends, your family. We know you're going to see your family for this holiday so make sure you go and let them know to check out Lucas and I on the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Yes, Sean. Also, this is not promised for everyone. Don't hold me to this, but you will get a $5 gift card if you leave a positive review. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you for stopping by.